problem is on the invoices that we do, basically you have to put the product or service and what the issue is. If you have the issue, we can say, okay, they have a broken back glass they want fixed. And if the product says back lens, we're like, okay, well, they have a broken back glass they brought it in for, they only want to fix the lens. Simple. But when it says nothing on the issue and then the product says half down, doesn't make sense. What is it half down for? And so yeah. the customer can say whatever they want half down for. That's the problem. So now the customer's calling doesn't know what is broken. Mm. And he's like, no, it's a screen. And that's a $600 repair, you know, back and front. Yeah. Uh, $40 is not half your repair. So it's probably just a lens, $80, $30 per additional part, and then go from there. And the technician's spending more time just figuring out what the problem is when... That could have been done prior the person checking them in. Definitely. Yeah. And so that's where I was like, oh, shit, we got to figure that out. Okay, let me move my tufting gun. So that's what that was. I was wondering. Oh, for those who don't know, I am a bit of a hobbyist of many hobbies, and I thought this looked easy. So I built a 6 by 6 tufting station, and uh, yeah, I'm going to make some rugs, some pretty cool rugs. You can make custom anime rugs. You can make the boys logo. You can hey, do Homelander, all that stuff. You know, I got a Persian rug right here. Pretty hairy chest. And I got back hair where wings could be. It's uh, it's pretty bad. You need to get it waxed. Is that a sin? I've gotten my back waxed in the past when I was in Bangladesh, actually. It was great. It felt smooth as butter. But I didn't know that you want to exfoliate afterwards, right? And mm -hmm. so I got a whole bunch of these ingrown hairs, a bunch of breakouts in my back. It was terrible. And you basically want to keep it clean. Same way you're uh, shaving. You don't want to go out and then get a bunch of dirt and debris in there. And with mm -hmm. this shirt, you know, causing friction. I had nared my legs when I was in the military. Mm. I thought I would shave off some time on a run. Uh, when I joined the military, I was running like a 22-minute two-mile, mm -hmm. which is fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not acceptable in the military. You got to be like 16 and under. But I was fat. I didn't give a shit. Uh, they ended up like faking my PT test to get me into the army. Uh, and so when I got in, I worked my ass off. I went in at 275, 22 minute, two miles, came out at 11 minute, two miles, 1130, and then 210 pounds with 4% body fat. I ate nothing but peanut butter and bananas the entire time. They wouldn't let me eat anything. They took my MRA, MREs. They gave me all the peanut butter packets for the platoon. Like this is all you can eat. It worked. So I wanted to shave down the time and somebody had recommended Nair because I had really hairy legs as a teenager. Mm -hmm. I was 17. Sure, I'll try it. So the fucking platoon sergeant, the drill sergeant, had shown me how to put Nair on. He's like, all right, you're going to wait here for 20 minutes. I think we were pressing uh, clothing on a Sunday. He's like, all right, after that, wipe it down, exfoliate, rinse. Yeah, it worked. I it got worked. like three seconds off my uh, two-minute or okay. my two-mile. So worked out. The army was... Back then, you don't hear as much now, but back then it was a lot more strict and they could be as mentally abusive as possible. Yeah. Nowadays, you're hearing it's a, it's, what is it? Cornflakes. Mm. It's simple. It's sweet. Ain't nothing to it. Everyone, I walked, walked uh, in to get a pedicure with my wife. Lady was like, oh, I just got done with OCS and uh, training academy. It's an uh, officer candidate school. Yeah, it was real easy. It was only six weeks, did this, did that. Good for you. That's, Seems like the standards are going down. Oh, yeah. Nice little Russian girl sitting with her family, all dressed up nice. And I was like, well, where do you live? And she's like, uh, L.A. 
like, so you're now National Guard uh, officer in L.A., mm-hmm. apparently works for the Park Rangers Academy there. Are, are you more dressed down here, or are you the same person in L.A. that you are here? And she's like, oh, no, no, it's Bad Girls Sunday every day in L.A. And I was <laughs> like, I could, I could feel it. L.A., especially if you're a park ranger and dealing with people jumping on the Hollywood sign and shit, I bet that would get nuts. Yeah. Didn't you think about moving out of state for a while or out of Sacramento? Uh, yeah, I'm still in the thought process of it. You know, I've been here since 2009. I got a lot of love for the nest, which is SAC, but I feel like I got to spread my wings a little bit so I can grow and learn more. Top three places you'd go. Oh man. SoCal, somewhere in SoCal, somewhere in the East coast, maybe New York or, uh, somewhere in Florida. Cause I feel like I have unfinished business over there. Yeah. See, I've, I've been to and spent a lot of time in, what is it? Mesa Verde, California. So What's that? Yeah. You ever heard of the kaleidoscope? K-scope they used to call it. Mm. It's like a playground area for teens back in the early, late 2000s. Funny enough, uh, I had a friend, Mike, who was up here for, what was it? Wyotech used to be a, a training school for automotive technicians. And before they believe they got sued and shut down, correct me if I'm wrong. But so I met him at an underground, what is it called? Like Christian rock place that they did concerts at. Turned out it wasn't so Christian. (laughs) But so everyone's doing drugs, doing their thing. The guy had a lifted truck with a skid plate. We thought it was the coolest thing at 16. Like, oh yeah, this guy's the coolest. Walks like a fucking penguin because he got in a car accident, you know, (laughs) all this stuff. And that's Mikey Mike, you know, big Mike creeper guy that I ended up knowing for a few years but basically he had an apartment here but he would go back every weekend because his parents were filthy rich Mm. so I went with him on a summer break for a month and lived down in Mesa Verde with him it was a different world for a month for a month it was like rich kids spending all their daddy's money didn't give a shit about what they did or what the consequences were. And this is like 2008, 2007. Boy. Rich kid purge, kind of. Yeah, it was like purge in the summer. And so Mesa Verde is a nice place. But if it's 12, 14 years from then now, I can only imagine what type of hell SoCal really deals with in the back end. Because mm. I know how LA is. I've tra- uh, traveled there numerous times. Events, concerts. Um, we've done a few... What is it? The uh, expos and whatnot. But, you know, traveling there for like Disneyland is a different thing. It's more vacation and you just go to Disneyland. It's a whole day trip. Like, fuck. Yeah. So much walking. I think 18 miles is the the total we ended up traversing in two days, me and my wife. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of walking. That's good, though. I hate that. Don't, Don't give me that. It's not a good thing. I'm about to drive 24 hours across the country tomorrow. Two kids. The two kids. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be. A, that's gonna be a. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I gotta see if my son's gonna enjoy his car seat as much as he should. Mm. Uh, my daughter just got a, upgraded to a uh, a booster seat, so it's gonna be a little more comfortable for her. Him, not so much. And he's in his infant seat that we haven't taken the pads out yet, but now he's had a growth spurt over the last month, so he's huge. So we have to adjust it for his size person. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's just nuts. What? How's your mom? Uh, she's good. She's uh, she's been visiting family in Florida, actually. So, because uh, I have my other brother in Florida, 
and I got an aunt over there. So just spending time, uh, they're gonna be celebrating uh, Eid al-Hada, which is the, because there's two Eids. Muslims celebrate Eid al-Fitr, which is uh, after the 30 days of fasting. And so she's gonna celebrate Eid al-Hada with family, uh, catch up, have a good time, all that stuff. Since it's the summer, she's not working right now. So I'm, I'm happy for her. She needs a break. She works way too hard. Um, yeah, that's how my mom's doing. I still <laughs> stay in touch. I, you know, I collect her mail, uh, water her plants. You got a bit of a green thumb? You know, I want to get greener with it. I don't have too many plants myself. I used to have just, some uh, just, succulents. <laughs> just a lot of weed? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, nah, that's, that's not for me to do. California is nuts with all the the marijuana lately. Mm-hmm. It's um, I say gung ho. You know, go for it. It's it's a great business. Sad Guru, who says something about what did Sad Guru say? The the mystical wise man, Sad Guru. He's a he's an interesting fella. Um, I was talking about with his brother about it. Uh, he's talking about how yeah, like he's you know in connections with a lot of celebrities. Uh, he visits them, their houses. He's mentioning um. Jada Pinkett Smith invited him over. I'm like, of course he did. Or of course she did. It's Jada. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he invites a lot of people over. If Shiva smokes weed, uh, why can't I? Sadhguru answers. So, yeah. Lower your faculties. If you lower your faculties, your life gets lowered or high. Lowered. So never use the word high again. <laughs> You say I smoked and I'm low. He's got some. He's got some. Uh, some good points. Some of his stuff just seems really batshit crazy, like really batshit. You just gotta filter it out. Would you consider yourself a more mystical man? Uh, as of lately, the past couple years, definitely, I've been more Getting spiritual, older. in a sense. Dude, you see the uh, the fifty dead people. Uh, going on right now from the coyotes. No. What happened? Uh, was it just overheated truck? So apparently from what I heard is 50, uh, Spanish, Colombian, just people that were trying to immigrate Mm -hmm. illegally. Mm -hmm. I don't really care if it's legally or illegally. What happened is there was car trouble, truck trouble. Uh, engine whatever failed mm-hmm. they pulled off on the side of the road and then left the truck and so the fucked up thing is originally originally it was 46 people yeah and now it's uh the bodies 50 dead people along with 16 others have been taken to the hospital uh, mexican president said this is nothing short of uh, horrific, horrific human, human tragedy. tragedy yeah Local officials said federal authorities were now investigating the case and that there were people, three people in custody, but it was unclear if they were connected to the incident. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement spokesperson said Homeland Security Investigations is leading criminal investigations with the support of San Antonio police. I couldn't imagine. It, it's fucking tragic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was women, women children, kids, uh, fathers, mothers, grandmothers, everyone just dead. Um, somebody said, and we're not supposed to open the truck and see stacks full of bodies in there. None, none come to work imagining that. There was people who were crying, and so somebody had heard it, and then they had to call the police to cut it open, basically. 
Oh, wow. In a tweet responding to the incident, Governor Greg Abbott blamed the deaths on President Biden, saying that they're a result of his deadly open border policies. Hmm. I don't give a shit. I don't care who's at fault. The We got to stop doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? If you, want it, if you want it open, let it open. If you want abortions, let abortions. You can't let one without letting it all. And if you got to wrap your mind around it, you can't, you can't do things a half measure. Yeah. And everything they're trying to do a half measure right now, like I support guns. Freedom to bear arms. I don't care if it's a stick, a bat, a knife. You have the right to defend yourself. You don't have the right to harm others. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they're trying to do the one with all when that doesn't work for firearms. Yeah. Because you could either say, hey, no weapons of any kind are all right. We're going to allow all weapons only in self-defense. Now you want to put uh, litigation on it where it's a background checks, et cetera, do that, but put it for everything. You want to buy a fucking three inch knife or a needle background checks. It's extreme, but you know what I mean? Anything that that could harm somebody or murder somebody. Absolutely. Put universal. Yeah. Not state to state, make it federal. They never want to act on federal levels because there's never enough part bipartisan support. It's all support. They're supposed to be the same fucking human people. Why do they got to go blue or red? That's so dumb. I'm sick of hearing Democrats are the problem. Republicans are the problem. Republicans are crazy. Democrats are lazy. It, it's it's a lot of uh, blame shifting. Always. It's um, But now you got near 80 people involved in something that shouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. In my opinion, if anyone who was involved in this... Go old school with it. Lock them in a box, put them out in the sun, mm. let them suffer. This shit, you should scorched earth for this. This is like terrorist. It took more lives than a fucking school shooting. You know, like these, yeah. these people made a conscious choice to let those people die in the back of a truck when they could have just unlocked the truck and said, all right, vamanos, yeah. move. They they should have at, at the very least Unlocked opened the yeah. fucking truck. Yeah. If, if there was three of them, I wonder how many of them wanted to unlock the truck and one with a gun didn't, or, oh, you know, we're going to get caught, whatever. If you let them all go and run, they're not going to find you. Then you yeah. got a fucking uh, a swarm of people that are running. They're probably running, they're probably, you know, running for their lives now if they haven't been caught already. And then they better be. Because I'm driving through Texas tomorrow. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, this is. When I heard about it, I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's gotta be fake. It's absolutely gotta be fake. It's gotta be like cartels dropping bodies, doing all the, you know, hide it in America bullshit. It's the largest state, oh, Texas. Yeah. I got, I have a lot of respect for Texas. I don't know if I mentioned it to you. Uh, when I went to visit Florida with my mother six, seven months ago. Um, Did you drive? No, we flew and we had a layover in Texas. But what happened was the night prior, because uh, our flight was in the morning, I'd say 6 a.m. My mom is a woman that likes to stress for the sake of stressing. And so the night prior, she didn't sleep one bit. She didn't drink much water. She didn't take her regular medication because it makes her go to the bathroom, stuff like that. And she's sitting separately from me uh, in the plane. Luckily, I was sitting next to a physician. And what was happening is she, this was been the face masks were mandated inside the plane. So she doubled up because there were reports saying it's more effective if you have two face masks on. Yeah. 
And lo and behold, she gets up, stretch her leg. She's in deep pain, great pain. Luckily, there's also an RN aside from the physician. I switch seats from her and she's having a medical emergency. She's having a tough time breathing. They get whoever can help in the plan to help. She's resting. Um, and when we, I, I honestly thought she was going to die that oh, moment. Yeah. I was, it was yeah. one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. And this and is the last trip. This was the last trip. And um, we, we landed safely. And we were the first ones to leave the, uh, the plane because it was an uh, uh, emergency. And so they got, uh, what do you call it, the gurney. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they put her on there. She's drinking water. She's feeling somewhat better. Um, and they took us straight from that airport to the hospital in, I want to say, Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I really experienced that Southern hospitality. They really took care of her. They, uh, they booked the next available flight for the connecting uh, flight to Florida. So I'll always have gratitude. And I was also promised her, I'm like, because of that situation, because I honestly feel like she kind of did that to herself because she didn't sleep. She, she didn't take she her medication. Wasn't, she was more busy with other things. Yeah, she was stressed. And I'm not saying like it's all her fault, but yeah. I, I, it, it stressed me out. And oh, yeah. for a son to experience that thousands of feet above elevation, I'm like, I really thought I was going to lose Talk my mom that world day. crashing down. I promised her like, I... Don't think I can ever fly with you ever again after what just happened. Was that her first or? First, uh, well, she's had a similar medical emergency like that, but not in a plane. Yeah, yeah, not in a plane. Okay. Boy, I don't, the worst thing I've had in a plane, uh, we were heading to Oklahoma the last time. That was my worst experience. Mm -hmm. We had our flight canceled like five times. Not many flights go to Oklahoma, lo and behold. Not a lot of connecting flights. It's usually one from Sacramento a day. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's a delay, do you miss your connecting flights? They'll just cancel it. Well, they kept canceling our flights. We lost two days in our travel and our plans, PTO for my wife, whatever, on this issue. And so we ended up staying home. We finally get to the plane and they delay it like five hours anyway. Well, our mid-flight connection in Vegas instead of uh, Texas this time was also delayed. So we were still an extra day. Now we're three days in our vacation. We were only going to be there two days. So cool. We're going to check out the layout, check out the homes, you know, do some walkthroughs, et cetera. Well, sure as shit, everything went wrong. The plane split us up because we got moved to a connecting flight that all of a sudden now we're C group. So we can't sit together. Everyone's taking the middle and the, or the end aisles and window seats. So they Mm -hmm. always leave one in between. I don't know why people do this. It's like they don't want to sit next to anybody for fear of something happening. So we ended up having to sit apart for a six-hour trip. Then when we finally got there, we're talking about like, oh, we downloaded all these movies and Netflix for nothing. And then when we get to Vegas, it was like the rudest transaction I've ever had Mm. on a connecting flight. They were like, oh, you're C group? I don't give a shit. Go sit down. I'm like, well, you know, we're hoping to sit together. We've been through a lot. Yeah. Just, hey, if you got any upgrades to let us sit together, I would appreciate it. And lady was like, I don't give a shit about your emotional state. Like, what? Southwest? It's, what? They're not the only ones. I feel like a, there's so many occurrences with these airlines where they, they overbook you, they screw you over. Delta and United should have been shut down years ago. I don't know what the hell happened. There, there was a time where I was in uniform and I got spit on. And uh, this is 2009. Mm-hmm by another passenger, elderly woman. Uh, she didn't like that they 
let me onto the plane first, and then they were going to let me off, and she just spit on me. Yeah. It's not the rudest thing that ever happened in uniform, so it's not really, like, my top worst thing. I was more upset that me and my wife couldn't sit together for seven hours. Um, so having that, and I was like, well, shit, they, they did nothing for me. They gave me a coupon for my next flight for, like, 50 bucks off. Mm-hmm. We're sorry this happened. Here you go. I, Korean Air upgraded me to first class on the way home. I'd love to fly Korean Air. I'm telling you, that, that place is nice. All the, I'll never say anything bad about Korean Air, but Delta, oof, fuck off. <laughs> Peppermint? Please, thank you. My mother bought me this crystal for my giant conference table. So if I ever have to have meetings, people can have peppermint. If, you, if your guests have rank breath, too. Yeah, the, uh, the state of the world's kind of fucked, and I figured somebody like you, you're trying to see all the positive you do. I try. Is being a Muslim, it's like part of you, right? You have to see more positive than negative because there's, you guys have been persecuted for thousands of years, right? Especially re- religiously by other religions. <laughs> you're like the, the only one that I think you could do a poll and you'd be picked as like the top two between like, Pentecostal Christians, and then you got Muslims. It'd be like, oh, that's got to be the opposite of what you guys preach or, like, most misunderstood. Because I, I, when I was a kid, everyone thought Muslims were like, uh, what is it? Not, I'm not going to say terrorist, but it was, like, cultist, mm. you know? Like, they always thought Muslims is like, it's a cult religion. The way the media skewed yeah. it to make you only... It's crazy that what they're doing... I didn't really give a shit as a kid. I knew Muslim kids. They yeah. weren't any different. The, the no deodorant thing is when you're younger always bothered me, though. See, I don't know if that's a Muslim thing. I don't think it is. Um, we hired a kid, and he said it was part of the faith that until he was a man, he couldn't, you know, wear scented stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard about that thing. I'm look up. Yeah, it's worth looking up right now, honestly. Apparently, Orthodox Jews are forbidden for doing anything that's considered work, even using deodorant. There's this comedian, Al Schumann. He has a bit about uh, Hasidic Jews, uh, which is a very conservative group of Jewish people. And uh, they said when the woman's on her period, the man and the uh, woman are actually supposed to be sleep, uh, sleeping in separate beds. And he asked... Uh, Kamir is an uh, Arabic word. Maybe it was because he was Arabic. What does For it say? intoxicant refers to items such as alcoholic beverages, alcoholic items, use of alcoholic products like perfumes permitted under Islamic law. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'm just ignorant and that's what he meant. Yeah, Perfume halal. Halal, that's what it was. Permissible. Halal means permissible. It was not halal. It is permissible to apply perfume and pray under the Islamic faith with perfumes have. Okay. It's it's funny because you have all these questions about alcohol. Um, I remember learning that it alcohol was actually permissible in the past until they noticed how it could negatively affect people, and that's when it became haram to consume for the Muslims. Only for the Muslims. Well, in in, in the for the Muslims, I don't know about the other faiths. So somebody asked this on Reddit. It says, "Serious question: A person." 
me scroll this so I can read it. A person at work in Canada here smells very strongly. Obviously showers every day is clean, but does not wear deodorant. When asked at work to put it in deodorant by management, he stated it was against his religion. And this true is also a hard work, worker, no other issues. Apparently this is Muslim. Does it is say? A religion? Yeah. Being a Muslim myself, he is full of shit. Very common using religion as a crutch in, uh, in my community. Thanks. My answer is sort of yes or no. Only okay. applies when he's doing Hajj. Hajj. For anyone who doesn't feel like reading, is a spiritual pilgrimage to Mecca, which Muslims are obligated to do at least once in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have the means. So if everyday life he can wear deodorant, he's just bullshitting. So yeah, he said the same thing to me, is that he could not wear it. It was against his religion. So I thought it was like a boyhood to a manhood thing mm-hmm. because we had asked him to wear deodorant. And that was Ibrahim. And so, unfortunately, he never, yeah. Mm. That is interesting. There's so much shit on Reddit. Are you ever on Reddit? I used to be. I used to be here and there. And then I just realized, like, it's kind of (laughs) like. It's all shit posting. That's all it is. Did you see that TikTok, it finally got caught? uh, With what? Putting out uh, consumer information. They had leaked audio from a management meeting. Wow. So you know that they're owned by a parent company uh, that's based in Beijing, China. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a former employee that now works for that parent company. I'm not going to disclose it. We recorded a whole podcast exposing some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the things I was going to put out on the gate. Thanks, Jen. Uh, and she had had somebody somehow, the day we were going to post it, contact her about her being on this podcast. You remember oh, wow. Jen? Jen. Jen, a uh, little Asian girl, did the front desk, all the sales, uh, admin, software. I think I, I might have met her once. I think you worked here when she worked here. But so all of a sudden, nope, couldn't do it. Threatened her job. Wow. We had not posted anywhere that we were talking about TikTok. The only thing that we did, I sent it through Google Drive. We had talked about it to people who had TikTok. Nobody made a TikTok. The, and I said the only way they knew is if they recorded or had keywords they were listening for mm. and they would have known but she was so scared like they they were genuinely scared that they were going to go to jail or be arrested or sued over disclosing some hr complaints they had made man it was all bullshit it was so nuts i couldn't believe it uh for that to be such a thing well, now TikTok turns out that leaked audio. It makes sense. I believe it. Oh, whoops. You can't show any of that. TikTok. These are all TikToks. You, you're going to have to blur all that. Um, TikTok leak audio. Why did I go to Reddit for this? <laughs> oh, there we go. 12 days seen ago. User data from China. BuzzFeed News. <laughs> Yee. The TikTok tapes, they're calling it. Privacy concerns, promising information gathered from users in the United States, stored in the United States. Ha! Rather than China, where ByteDance, the parent company, is located, according to audio from more than one internal TikTok meeting. China-based employees by ByteDance have repeatedly accessed non-public data and users, uh, U.S. TikTok users, exactly the type of behavior that inspired former President Donald Trump to threaten to ban the app in the United States, which it still fucking hasn't done. But basically what they were talking about, a uh, executive said, well, I take my orders from Beijing. Mm. Everything I do goes through there. 
So he's not in the U.S. like they're supposed to be, which is the problem, mm-hmm. which really freaked everybody out. Sorry, everybody had a uh, call with the deputy over a special business license. Um, but yeah, so basically they got caught leaking data and not giving a shit because when Trump was in office, cocksucker Trump, he threatened to take away everyone's TikTok dancing. He just, he, he did that. He really did that. And everyone cried wolf. Like, they wouldn't do this. This is not it. They are a perfect company. I want to just do my woe. Whoa. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but you dumb motherfuckers didn't listen. Yeah. I've been on TikTok very strategically not releasing personal information. I did Chris's fucked up repairs for a little bit, sat there with a fake voice, doing nothing, showing my face, etc. The only thing that's on there is this during business hours podcast, and we take clips that are already shot, and it's sent out from Armenia. My video editor in Armenia does that. So it doesn't fucking matter. It's not my personal geolocation that's going out. It's not on my phone. I don't view the shit. I tell my wife, don't fucking look at it. Yeah. I don't want to hear about TikTok. Don't send me no TikToks. Give me Instagram reels. Give me anything else. Nothing about the TikTokie. Nothing. Because yeah. it's going straight to Xi Jinping's personal play- playlist. Now, is nothing but leaked images from hacks or drops of personal phones that people can access through TikTok. Yeah. There's ways for you to get somebody's nudes through TikTok. There's ways for you to get personal information. It is not a secure application. I have the app downloaded. I got to uninstall it. Oh my God. There's reels and all kinds of six second stuff on Instagram, Facebook reels that's US-based companies that they will take your shit and try and sell you something. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, China will take your shit and try and control something. Yeah. You know, they say that, I think we talked about it on a different podcast like a month ago. TikTok in the US does... Very dumbed down, not progress your mind or emotional status uh, content algorithms. The algorithm in China is more robotics to children, algorithms, coding, all the fun stuff that, hey, this is going to make somebody smarter. And it's meant to improve the society. Here, it's meant to have people like idolizing fuckboys. And yeah, that's all it is. That's, that's why we have these uh, trends, they call them. They're chosen trends. Like, I guarantee somebody in China is going, this is trendy. Uh, let's add 100 million views. That's uh, They do uh, catch on. Those trends are there really quick. It's dumb. It, I got 40,000 views by fucking filming a trash can. Don't tell me. That's it's enticing. not rigged. It makes, you like, oh, it makes you believe, like, oh, man, I can make it big if I just post a lot of content. Oh, well, I'm trying right now. We're testing three to five reels a day. I'll, I'll be up at, I call it Midnight Madness. For anyone who comes from Instagram, I do Midnight Madness. I give whatever thoughts, the day, whatever. I do probably record nine of them a night. It's 60 seconds. So I take 10, 15 minutes, spit out whatever bullshit like, hey, like and follow. If you don't, then unfollow. If you don't, then what are you doing on your phone? Do something more productive, so on and so forth. I had a really good one about uh, family, life, kids, you know, being a father, a stepfather, these little things more encouraging to the average person because, hey, everyone goes through their own shit. I understand it. I am one person who goes through a lot of shit. I deal with my shit differently, and I say that in a lot of ways. For some reason, a lot of people take me as a person who, like, there's a pedestal I put myself on or I feel like I'm better than most people. Those are the people who don't really know me. People who get to know me, such as yourself, Do you, would you ever say honestly that I treat you like I'm better than you? No. 
you, uh, you give me a lot of guidance in a lot of things, especially in the tech world and uh, with all your background knowledge. If, if you know something I don't, I'd appreciate it's just one of those things, mm. but I never, and for some reason, a lot of people get the vibe in like a 60 second interaction that I'm better than, or like holding myself above. Cause I drive a fancy car. I think or, people take things personal nowadays too. So I saw a clip. It was like a infomercial thing that was like, well, they're only, what, it's not that people hate you. I wouldn't say that. I think it was, it's not that people are jealous of you. They're just surprised you keep making shit happen, mm. you know, or it's not that they're supporting you. They're just surprised that they're, you're making shit happen consistently. And I was like, I really feel like family is that way. Personally, my family has been supportive to a degree when I started my business. But then when I kept starting new businesses and new ideas or pursuing new things, it was you shouldn't do that. Oh, this is fucking stupid. You're just stressing yourself out. You're doing X, Y, and Z. Why are you doing all this stuff? You're just going to burn out. You're going to do this. And then I keep making things happen. And it's my fault mm. that they feel that way because I've included them in like, oh, you know, I'm starting something new or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Not everything works. I got a 3D printer as a gift from my wife. I went and bought three others and I was like, I'll start a printing farm. I got time. Yeah, I returned all three. <laughs> I got $1,000 in filament, and I print Barbie toys now. That's it. Everything else, sorry, bad investment. Write it off as a loss. Here we go. Bought a five thousand, almost $5,000 CNC machine. Haven't built it yet because it takes 16 hours to build, but that's going to be something for me and my father to do. He loves woodworking. He can focus on woodworking. It'll help him to do more than what he's doing now and possibly earn an income from it. Of course, that's a problem because it's more shit to do. Yeah. I've got so much, two kids, a wife, two businesses, a bunch of side hustles, everything else is going on. Well, it's just eventually people are going to have to just shut the fuck up and accept the way that I do things. I branch out to as many things, including the tufting as I can. Mm -hmm. Whatever sticks, sticks. As long as I keep track of the expenses, I should be fine. If I'm not overspending or over... I'm not the type of person to put everything into one bucket, mm -hmm. you know? There's a lot of people who are like, I'll start a yogurt business and then put every dime of everything they have into it, Risky. wanting it perfect. Or like I started a business with $50 and a heat gun. It was easy eight years ago. Nowadays, there's a little more regulation, similar to that phone call I was just on. They'll come after you over stupid shit. But, you know, like not having a license that I didn't know I needed until recently. Fun times. But it works out. It's uh, surprising. But the control that China has nowadays. Oof. Kind of terrifying. The world. I think uh, even YouTube is starting to become more like like collecting your data, doing all that stuff. They saw one curse word and they restricted us to, um, we are now age restricted. So The channel or just this one video? The entire channel is age restricted. Wow. I'll appeal it because we're not usually so F this, F that. But it's really, it's interesting. Especially because, uh, it's funny. Oh, apparently Ch Chinese nationals are not actually allowed to join TikTok. It's, it's interesting when uh, TikTok is really popular in America, but it's not popular in China. It's like, that's when you can see. Well, there's another, um, there's another company. What is it called? 
Duyen. That's it. Duyen. And then Vigo Video. Um, what is that? Hilo Riso. Have yeah. Buzz Video. I wonder how many people confuse like BuzzFeed and Buzz Video together. It's uh oh, in April, August 2021, Chinese government acquires a chunk of ByteDance. It's crazy. Oh, I do not want to stay informed. Thank you. Yeah, China's Douyin. That is interesting. Man orders, Duke University Center, China Market Platforms, antitrust lawsuits. There's so much shit. It's it's crazy to the amount the amount of data they can collect on you is just staggering, but they can't get 50 people out of a truck. Yeah. That's tell me, tell me how they can't see that there are like the NSA has hacked numerous people's phones, but they can't get 20 people out of 50 people out of a truck. You're not seeing that much shit coming in. How many of those people had cell phones? Or if they didn't... Probably weren't allowed to have cell phones Because you can geotrack a cell phone. The government could tell you right now if there were two cell phones within a location, right? So if they saw if a majority of those people had electronics, I wonder if they came across the border, if they could geofence. Well, you got 40 coming in a truck at 60 miles an hour within a small radius. There's got to be a way to say, hey, there's these amount of phones, boom. I'd I like to believe that they were not allowed to have a phone on them. That was probably one of the agreements was they got in the car, no phones, you got all those kids you got to have a kindle or something there's no way mm. a bunch of books they could they could have done a million other things but not opening that fucking truck is what's so devastating when i drive through texas i see if it's on the route to you know pay some homage to near 60 souls that died that's a brutal way to go too that's like some saw it being locked in a hot truck just breathing in carcass and shit and piss of other people who have passed away you imagine the claw marks in those doors Ugh. the walls man well our hearts and and prayers go out to uh the families and everyone involved Definitely. i can't imagine being in that situation or being the ones to find them god i'm not a religious person myself but it really opens your eyes to how people go in this world and how either you can be one of the peaceful or one of the tortured. All right, everybody, don't be one of the tortured. We'll see you later. Peace.